And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome to the Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. That's Stunt over there to my left. That's right. I like how you look at your hand. Every time, every week, I and, look at my and hand. And we never move as Jake is right in front of me and kind of to my right. Morning. <laughs> we got that, don't we? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We uh, we do appreciate it. We were, uh, Stunt and I were just talking the other day. It's uh, We're coming up on year three of Whoa. doing this show. I mean, Our we first- started in May. Right before, it was like the very first okay. uh, barbecue day. This is year three. I think we're currently working. We're in th- We're in year three? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. We're c- so we're coming up on the end of wow. year three. We're getting old as this is right now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and none of it, my point is none of this would be possible if it wasn't for you fine listeners who um, we love and adore dearly. I love talking to people when we see them and uh, we'll get stopped and, hey, I listen to the barbecue show. Appreciate that very much. And they'll start talking about uh, food that they've made. It's always right. fun. So. I, I I couldn't agree more. There's there's nothing better. Like, you, know, you always hear celebrities are like, well, uh, man, when I first got big, and I'm not comparing us to celebrities. I'm just saying, because <laughs> there's hard, there's not many celebrities that can hang with us, as we all know. Um, but people, they get famous, and they're like, oh, I can't go anywhere. When people come up to Stunt or I, either one of us, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, I see you guys. Uh, you're on the barbecue show. That is cool. I love that. I love that. And it's good radio. I mean, we've all been, you and I have been in the uh, the quote-unquote limelight or the lemon limelight for quite a while. Uh, and so you kind of get used to people like recognizing your voice or who you right, are. But, right. but when people are like, oh, man, the, the barbecue show is fun because it it's an instant connection and an instant bond to uh, to the listeners and the people who support us. Because immediately, like you said, they'll say, oh, yeah, I tried this and I tried, have you ever done this? Have you ever tried that? And it's, uh, I don't know, it's like, like people joke that in the Midwest, everyone talks about the weather. Well, you can go to barbecue and smoking and grilling immediately, and yeah. people it just wham and just have a conversation. Easy transition because if they haven't cooked it themselves, they enjoy it and they know somebody who has. Right. Or they're vegetarian and we just stop talking. Yeah, so it's a win-win either way. No, yeah, those, it, we, we don't talk to that person after don't. that. What was the what was the the line of the week so far? <laughs> uh, no one invites people over to microwave. That's right. Uh, friendships are made around the barbecue. True that. That's for sure. Speaking of friendships and uh, conversations, fantastic guest on the show today. Yeah. Another one of our guests who started doing one thing and it led them down a path to a different thing. Because we see a lot of that. They started doing competition barbecue stuff and then they decided to market their own sauce or their own rub right. and go a different direction. Today we have someone who was Bill doing barrels yeah whiskey barrels right? whiskey barrels yeah white oak whiskey barrels uh they're in the what down the caledonia area uh, winona southeast we're, part we're of yeah caledonia i think is right yeah okay. and because uh, there's a lot of white oak down there um and then the byproduct of that was of course all of the sawdust and wood chips from the white oak that barbecue folks started stopping by and going maybe we get some of that <laughs> and then he said hey i got an idea and so Ding. now he's stoked barbecue became a thing and they started making their own their own pellets. Yeah, it's actually chips. a pretty cool process you can talk about today too. So yeah. I look forward to that. That's um stoked. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was so now a, I feel bad about not knowing where it is again. He'll tell us, I'm sure, shortly. But I was drawn yeah. blank. Anyway, so he's coming up a little bit. I'm excited to talk about that because that's a little different. We don't we don't do fuel talk much on this show. You know, because um we just don't. We've had a few conversations about fuel. I think we did one based on a little bit of fuel stuff, but uh, this is kind of neat. And there is a difference. There's a big difference, and he'll uh, he'll tell us more about that as well. So, um, trying to think what I did last weekend oh. on the uh, on the old patio, 
And um, I think it was pretty low key. I feel, and I don't want to blame the some, weather at all. I, I love this breakfast. weather. This is so good. It's been busy. Yeah. There's a lot going on for it being fall, and I just feel like it's been kind of a takeaway from what I normally like to do. And since it has been chillier or weather inclement, you got to plan a little bit better. You can't yeah. just pull the grill out. You do got to plan a little bit more. I, um, I will say that's where um, I feel bad for you, you, you smoke guys, because, uh, you know, when you're a hot and fast guy like me, the weather isn't that big of a deal. As long as you can keep, like if you're doing charcoal, keep it covered long enough to get it ready. Bang, yeah. bang. Uh, but you guys have to plan for, you know, 12, 18 hours. That's, a, that, and I, I mean that seriously, you know, obviously I'm, I'm teasing you, but you have to factor that in the weather and the humidity and the, right. all those things definitely make a difference. Right. I mean, if you're going to do it to the level that, you know, stunts at. No, well, I don't know about that. Um, so here's the deal. Let's get to, because we have a really great guest today. So let's get to the Barbecue show tip of the week. You know, all right. Hold on, we do the tip thing all the time. Let's yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do it different. Okay, what would you like to do? Oh, <laughs> I've really <laughs> thought ahead on this. Oh yeah. How about this? Why don't we? Why don't we get tips from our listeners? I like that actually. We we always like to talk about how we know what's going on. Um, but you know who else knows what's going on? You do. You got your own little experimentations that you've worked on. Yeah. You really enjoyed doing. Let us know what those tips are. Maybe you do it a certain way that works really great for your grill. Well, other people got that same grill. Let's talk about it. How about this? You know, let's go under the hood on the bit. Okay. So you uh, you send us your Barbie your tip to us on our Facebook page or our email that's listed there on the page, and then we'll send you the uh, under the hood shirt. Simple, easy. I love it. We don't have it under the hood shirt. We'll get you a barbecue show shirt. We don't have that either, but we'll figure one out. We'll get them though. This will be the reason that we have to tell management we need these t-shirts <laughs> so we can send them. So, so shoot us your tips, shoot us your thoughts, your ideas, your 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 challenging questions. Go to our Facebook page, the BBQ Show. We're on the Instagram too, aren't we? That's right. Yeah, we are. We're classy like that. And then make sure you have your return email and address. And we'll get and you we, something someday. If, if we use your tip on the air, we'll send you a barbecue show t-shirt. Don't hold your breath for anytime soon, though. Well, be amazed what we can get done. Wow, I'm impressed. All right. I like it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. So uh, I think that sounds like way more fun. All right, let's do it. All right, I like that. So now you have your marching orders. Get on it, and uh, don't be shy. And there's no such thing as a stupid question. Only stupid answers. Remember that. <laughs> it's good for school. Uh, we need to get to our guest from Stoke Barbecue, and we'll do it after this on The Barbecue Show. You're listening to The Barbecue Show, and we'll be right back with more. Back to The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. All right, welcome back to The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. And Stunt, I'm very excited uh, that our uh, guest is going to join us today from Stoked Barbecue. Do you have like a big fancy introduction? Like, you know, like those stand-up comedians give you a card before they go up? <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, should, I, should I have prepared more for that? I, I, I apologize. Just wing it. Oh, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is President, CEO, and founder of Stoked Pellets. It's Jed. I don't Good th- morning. <laughs> oh, thanks for the great introduction. Uh, Did I get it right? <laughs> you got it. Nailed it. I think the only thing we missed was top dog. Oh, otherwise, so- <laughs> we, otherwise, I think we had all the bases covered there for sure. So, uh, Well, Jed, in all seriousness, thanks for joining us. Uh, you have a great story uh, that's been featured in a lot of places. Uh, like what was it? Modern, not modern marvels. Yeah. Uh, well, what I just I just watched the video on your guys's website. Manufacturing. 
Manufacturing marvels, yeah. So it's more about the, the the lumber, I suppose, but then the fact that the pellets are made from that. So you can give us the whole story here that says we go through this whole process, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, we've been making uh, White Oak Staves for the whiskey and wine industry for over 50 years. Uh, the Stegemar Stave Mill has been here actually early 50s, and then uh, Norbert Stegemar purchased it in the 60s. And uh, the sole product was making staves mainly for the bourbon industry. It started out selling solely to uh, Seagram's. Uh, we were the number one supplier of uh, whiskey staves for Seagram's. And a stave, that's what's on the side of uh, a wooden barrel. Okay. And heading are the tops and the bottoms. And uh, by law in the United States, in order to be considered bourbon, it's got to be made out of a new oak charred container. Uh, and so that's where all of our staves go. And uh, we've had a lot of people throughout the years come down to the mill, and they kept on wanting our white oak chips for barbecuing. So they would take our chips and use it, whether in a charcoal grill or any other type of smoking apparatus, and they just loved it. They just kept on coming back. And that got me thinking, was like, especially with the new pellet grills that came out. Uh, it's been a while now, but now they're really picking up steam to make uh, a pure white oak pellet. And so a few years ago, that's what we did. We uh, purchased the equipment. We uh, fabricated it all ourselves, put it up, and that's where we got going with the pellets. That's really cool. How, I mean, those guys really got into it and wanted to start barbecuing uh, with with that pellet or that wood, I guess, and just to see that need that people kept wanting to go and you go go after that Go after those guys. Like, hey, if you guys want to do this, let's get the pellets going, too. I love that. And the pellet grills yeah. really did just take off in the last 10 years now. I suppose it's been 10 years plus already, but uh, it's, it really gives you an opportunity to get involved in that. Uh, you know, This is me thinking, of course, but I can see, Jed, the uh, both sides of that coin. Brilliant move on your part. Uh, as a guy who would be one of those guys coming by and getting buckets of, uh, of the chips to use, all of a sudden you show up one day and you're like, well, actually, we're going to sell you the pellets now. And you're like, <laughs> Oh, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll still give them a few chips once in a while. But uh, I I tell you what, yeah, the pellets are going really well. And one thing that's unique is that uh, you'll see when you're barbecuing, and people have their own idiosyncrasies with what they like to barbecue with, whether it's charcoal or wood, and not saying one's better than the other, but uh, white oak is a a different breed uh, than... uh, you know, whether hickory or apple. And that's why ours are pretty unique that way. I mean, the the original Texas barbecue was all post oak Mm -hmm. and post oak is an offshoot of white oak. And, uh, and ours are hundred percent pure white oak, uh, pellet. Um, a lot of the competition blends that you see out there, they'll have a lot of red oak in it or, uh, uh, to get the BTUs up there and mix it in with some apple or as well as some hickory, um, but we're pure white oak. Okay. And that, and that's not, is that something you've considered maybe wanting to get more into the, you know, the mixture of the pellets and, and creating your own, I guess, special blend? We, we've thought of that. Uh, and right now considering for our staves, it's a, uh, has to be hundred percent pure white oak. It's just the type of wood you can't use red oak in a bourbon barrel right. or a wine barrel. Uh, it has an open cellular structure where white oak is a closed cellular structure. And uh, so that's why it contains a liquid. But uh, for our pellets, and, and when, if you ever come down to the mill, it actually smells like bourbon. Uh, and it has u- unique flavor profiles to it. 
Um, a lot of people don't know. If you look at bourbon, whether it's you know Jim Beam or Tennessee whiskey with the Jack Daniels, uh, 100% of the color comes from the oak itself, and between 50 and 75% of the flavor comes from the oak itself. So that's why we're imparting those flavors into your barbecue is unique that way. Yeah, it's really unique. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like we talk about these different ones are supposed to add different flavors, uh, obviously, to our profiles that we're cooking. But this is one here that stands out because it's used for all these other things that are all about getting the flavor from that wood. Correct. You got it. Uh, right. So, um Jed, I'm curious to know if um, the the idea of starting the pellets, you know, having the, I mean, it seems like such a natural, obvious thing. Uh, are you do you get into smoking and barbecuing and grilling and the whole thing on uh, already, or is this something you just saw a business opportunity and jumped? No, I was I've I've been smoking for years now as well. Okay, uh, mainly with char uh, charcoal before or with a stick burner. And uh, and so that kind of pushed me along as well, too. He's like, hey, maybe I can make myself and so I can consume it myself. And uh, and so that, that really helped me along as well. I could see where this would be uh, fascinating. Um, has bourbon been something you've always been interested in, or is it just a byproduct of what you're providing? <laughs> oh, I've always been interested in ever since uh, the college days on, I guess. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> sure. Just, just like the rest of us. Uh, just like the, just uh, How does it um, – now, you started – you didn't start here. You started down in Missouri, right, and then moved and, you know, relocated up yeah. to this area? Yeah, actually, yeah, it was way back into the 40s. Okay. Uh, the original mill started in the, in Missouri. Oh, okay. And uh, back then, uh, they planned to move up, move it up here and cut all the white oak within 50 miles and then in two to three years move on to someplace else to get their stays. Uh, we just never ran out of white oak. And uh, so that's why I stayed here all the way along. Oh wow, that's nice. Is that a, is there uh, is that a big part of your your business model and in, in your industry is the conservation part, the restocking and resupplying, or is that somebody else's problem? <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. And it comes to the topic. I I belong to the American Coopers Association. Uh, Cooper is one who makes the barrel, but sure. it's from uh, making the staves, and that's that's a huge thing in our industry. And uh, fair to say, we're doing a pretty dang good job of it. Uh, you know, white oak, uh, it loves sunlight. You need to have a lot of sunlight to grow a, a good white oak. And uh, that's why if you, uh, in Minnesota where we're located, you drive along the, the edges of the woods, there's a lot of white oak there because it had a lot of sunlight. So the ticket is open up that canopy, let the sun shine down, uh, remove some more of the undesirables, you know, box fillers, other things that really mm. do not have a marketable value to it, and you'll get a great white oak stand. I mean, right now, our average log is, you know, 80, 90 years old. And so we're we're getting into the next generation already. But the way we cut, we're not going to cut young white oak out of there because it's our uh, populators for the forest. And it uh, you need to have a bigger tree to make good stays. That's awesome. I mean, that's and that's great to hear. And also, I mean, I would imagine for you, it's... Uh, it's nice to be able to stay put. You don't want to have to leave every couple of years and, you know, chase yeah. the trees. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's important for everything from the, from the farmers. Uh, if you have a bag crop year, that's when we get a lot of logs, they'll go and log their woods. But uh, all of the, the loggers that we work with, uh, other sawmills, uh, we need to conserve and uh, sustain. If it's not sustainable, it, it, it's not going to work. 
Yeah, that makes. I I can see where that would be really really important. How many times have you got? Do you guys at your house watch the movie The Lorax? <laughs> the Lorax, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My wife speaks for the trees as well. <laughs> I figured, I just had to be there, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, that's brilliant. Um, so uh, let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, the number one product for you has to be the stays, correct? Correct. Yeah, Correct. and so the uh, the pellet industry part of it, guys like us, uh, that's just a, that's a byproduct, and it's great that it works out. Um, is there is there a plan to try to do uh, another direction? I know you said if you're just milling white oak, it's hard to start introducing other other woods and uh, experiment that way. But do you have any other plans to uh, expand or change or grow? We do, we do. We're talking about making some uh, different blends as well, and that takes a, a little bit more infrastructure. Uh, the, the main reason for it is that uh, I'm all ball quality, whether it stays or the pellets. That's the number one thing. Here. We're still in business because uh, we just don't cut corners. And what sets us apart is when we put the log on our log deck, we debark everything, and we've tried a lot of different things out uh, for our pellets. Within a half hour, it's into a pellet. It never touched the ground. So when it comes wow. off of a saw blade, the sawdust goes all the way through, and uh the way we handle it, uh, and all of our logs come in about 33% moisture, between 30 and 35% moisture. In order to make a pellet, it's got to be approximately 11%. Yeah. Um, by the time, and we've tested, we've tested all the other brands out there, too, as far as what they do, ash content, moisture content, durability, uh, the amount of fines that come through the bag. And our process, it's a balancing act, but we found, you know, right around 5% moisture in our pellet. It gives you the BTUs you need as well as the smoke flavor. And uh, we've had additional equipment to pretty much eliminate all fines in the bag. And But we plan on making some blends, you know, with apple. We have quite a bit of apple uh, that we can get as well as hickory and some others. So we're, we're in the process of looking down that road as well. Very interesting. Did, you, did it take a lot of work to start to devi- develop the pellet? I mean, obviously products out there, but like to figure out what you wanted to use as a binder and stuff for the pellets? Uh, we use no. I, number one thing that I wanted to do is make sure that uh, there is actually no additives, no binders at all. So it's 100% pure pressure. Oh wow! Uh, that goes through it. So it's 100% natural. So uh, the sawdust that comes off our blades, we just uh, made the equipment and our process enough so we don't have to add anything and we don't add any additional water to it because uh, we control the entire process where all the other um, I'd say most other pellet mills, they, they buy all of their fiber from other sawmills and mix it together. It goes on the ground at the sawmill, then again at the pellet plant, and that creates dirty pellets. Mm-hmm. A lot more ash. You don't know how much bark is in it. You just don't know what you're getting 100%. Here we know what's going into it every single time. That's that's awesome. There's definitely a few brands out there that you uh, users, I'm sure, have learned already on their own, but I, I myself stay away from because I know how much ash is going to be in that. Uh, du- it just seems dustier in general when you cook with it. And so you just stay away from right. certain brands already. So this is exciting to hear about, actually. Yeah, I love the no yeah, binder. That's Yeah. Uh, yep. No no binder at all. I mean, people used to use starch. A lot of people actually throw oil because uh, they can increase their output. Uh, you can really, instead of doing three tons an hour, uh, they can do about 15 tons an hour. Mm-hmm. If they add like soy oil right into the dye of the pellet press, and it just increases the amount. 
we don't do that here. Uh, and so, you know, and a lot of people do it just to increase the BTUs. Even though you're cooking on a wood pellet, there's actually oil in that increases the BTU. And a lot of people don't want to be cooking under, when you have a wood pellet, actually using oil to be cooking. Right, right, yeah. And, um, I mean, BTUs are great in certain circumstances, but usually you're trying to control those. <laughs> so control. that's Number one thing is consistency. Yep. You know what it's going to do, and without the amount of ash and the fine in there, you don't have any holds up or backburns uh, or stalls, uh, you're going to be just fine. That's uh, that's great. Uh, so distribution of the pellets, is this something that you've been uh, – we've talked to a lot of folks on this show that have uh, in, you know got themselves into the manufacturing side of sauces or seasonings, and they say the hardest part is distribution. Is that something you guys have been able to maintain and handle? We're getting – we're growing. Okay. Uh, to say the least, it, it's been a, it's been a project. I, uh, you know, I, especially on my side where I know how to manufacture them, then we have to actually get them out of here. Right. And, uh, that's where we have a, a great team working on now at Jim Hoshed, who, uh, you've talked to in the past, he's doing a great job, but you know, it's, it's finding the people to understand, uh, you know, what sets our product apart. Mm-hmm. And, um, and right now we're getting to some great, great places, but really the ones who, uh, really like it the most are more of the smaller barbecue shop diehard barbecue shops instead of the big brand stores because they understand the process and uh, they they know how we make it and what we stand for so that's been going very well for us that's exciting i bet you as you grow i feel like maybe they're stuck to post oak but i mean they love smoking with their oak in texas i could see this being a let's ship a whole truckload (laughs) every other week down to texas type thing (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, we are sending some down to Texas for sure. I could definitely see that taking off because I'm excited to try some myself. So that's that's really exciting. I see you're uh, you're real close to us too over in Eagle Lake. There's a dealer that carries uh, carries your pellets. Yep. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, Dad's Bot. Oh yes, right. those guys. All yeah, right, yeah, Dad Bot BBQ over there. So uh, that's uh, that's great. That's great. Well, listen, uh, Jed, we don't want to take a bunch of your time because it sounds like uh, it must take a lot of work to keep pushing on those pellets. Absolutely, no problem at all. There's a machine for that. Oh, there's a machine. I thought. I just assume he's holding. He's pinching a pellet right now while we're talking. He's just squeezing it tight. Uh, but listen, uh, great, uh, great chatting with you. Continued success. I hope this uh, this is a great comp, a great combination of the two two of our favorite things, or two of mine anyway. Uh, <laughs> bourbon and barbecue. How do you go wrong, man? Absolutely, and that's what makes it fun. I mean, when you're working with something that that you love to do, you want to make it great. So that's, it's, it's a fun industry to be in. And if, if you ever need to find out where you can find our pellets, you can find them, just go to uh, stokebarbecue.com and we have a dealer locator right there. So you'll be able to locate them. That's, that's great. We, uh, we can't thank you enough. So uh, listen, uh, continued success. Thanks for uh, making some time for uh, us little guys up here. And uh, we'll hopefully see bump into you sometime again soon. That, that sounds great. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. You Thank bet. you. Stunt, what a great concept. You take, you, you got the the one product and then the byproduct, and then, you know, most of us are more concerned with the byproduct than we are, <laughs> you know, because we're not buying brand new barrels. I mean, right. I like what his barrels are being used for, but <laughs> but uh, most of us aren't doing that. So, right. So that's awesome. Yeah. So a little uh, little plug there, too, for DadBot over in Eagle Lake. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. I, I hope these guys continue to grow. I mean, I really like the way the product sounds like it's put together. And I'm excited to grab a bag and make some brisket, honestly. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, and this is not my style usually, but zero filler. It's big. That's what hit me. Zero. And he, and he said, never touches the floor. 
Yeah. You know, that there, stuff's getting all vac, you know, suctioned right out of there. And then, uh, I mean, I, right I, I, I'll tell you the truth that, that, uh, the pellet, there's a few pellet brands out there. I just, I, I can't go back to the amount of dust and ash they put into the smoker mm-hmm. and then you end up cooking with that. It's not bringing you a good product at the end. I got to tell you. And, uh, I say this with all sincerity. I feel a barbecue. Sh- I feel a barbecue show road trip coming on because I want to go watch and press those pellets. Well, we should bring them back on the. You hung up too soon. We should go ask for a tour. Um, I guess if we show up, we'll probably be fine. <laughs> we're, we're the barbecue show. Oh we just, yeah, we just walk we right on up. in. We're the right old, what Caledonia, right? Yeah, Caledonia. Yeah, Caledonia. We'll zip on over. I love it. It'll be great. All right. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, listen. You can experiment with the pellets and do what you can, but uh, you'll you'll find on your own. You'll 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 discover what you like best. Yes, you will. What works best for you and for your apparatus and your style. But um, maybe give uh, maybe give these guys a try. I was stoked. StokedBarbecuePellets.com to find out your own where to get your own bag from. And that's uh, that easy. So in the meantime, continue to experiment and have fun. I go fire that thing up. The Barbecue Show Hashtag. with Stunt and Jake. Hashtag. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.